Welcome to Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com. I am John Schmelk, joined by Jeff Fiegels. And the Hi, phone Josh number Schmelk. for you is 201-939-4513. It's all presented by Coors Light. We want to remind you to go to the Coors Light app rewards to win amazing Giants prizes throughout the year. And Jeff, the Giants with a, I mean, I'll use the word bone-crushing, soul-stealing, <laughs> Bad 25-22 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, it's as bad as it gets. It's now 18 of 22 games at Philly. The Giants have lost. Um, and they had a big lead, 19-3 to in the second quarter, 19-11 to at the half. And then the second half was all Philadelphia Eagles as they come away with a win on a, another Elliott game-winning kick for the second straight year in Philadelphia. Hmm. Um, a, t- a few things I want to touch on, Jeff. So let's start big picture first. Tale of two halves in this game. No question. The first half, the Giants played just about as well offensively as you could ever imagine. They had 346 yards, 110 on the ground, 236 through the air. They scored on their first four possessions, did not punt the ball the entire first half. And then My kind of half. the Giants' final possession... Uh, of the first half on their final play of that possession Eli Manning throws an ill-advised interception Pat Shermer took the blame for the play call in the post-game press conference Eli took the blame when he talked to me post-game for the decision to try to force it in there Uh, bad decision bad play and from then on out the Giants had 56 yards of offense they scored three points in the second half and the Eagles go on to win yeah and you know you flipped to that when you saw that first set I did a little math there and I actually was saying to myself wait a second 346, 402. No, this doesn't make sense. 56 yards. That's what it was. Yeah. 56 yards in the second half. It's amazing. Basically, a tale of two halves is exactly correct. The first half was the 2 0 Giants in the second half of the season. And the second half was the 1 7 Giants that we saw for the first eight weeks of the season. Um, you know, just when you look at negative plays. Third down conversions. Four of uh, six in the first half, one of six in the second half. There you go. I uh, just, there, you know, just there you go. That that was the difference in the game. Uh, defensively, Giants give up a 16-point lead. Um, they don't get any turnovers like they've gotten in the last couple weeks. And now the Giants still have not won a game where they have not been plus two or better in the turnover ratio. So it all adds up when you talk. And by the way, the loss sends them to 0-4 in the division. Um, I mean, they—they just—it's just a—it's just a, a bad loss on many, many levels. Not not to mention, you know, trying to to end the eight in a row streak that you're trying to get to to get into playoffs. But it's just this is very, very, very tough. And when you this—you looked at this team playing in the second, in the first half. I was like, wow. Okay. And frankly, just, Jeff, I couldn't believe it. I didn't think this team was capable of dominating that way, and they, they did. They were and great. They were dominating the Philadelphia Eagles. On in their home stadium, which they do, they never do well there. And then all of a sudden, the second half comes. Around. Well, and let's talk about the second half because I'm sure that's what you guys want to talk about. So, of course, the Giants. First of all, Jeff, and I thought this was very telling that a lot of people don't talk about. If you take away the three desperation plays at the end of the game, where they got the ball on their own thirty and eight to try to get the field goal. Yeah. So I'm going to throw those out because that was a desperation situation. Before that. How many offensive plays do you think the Giants ran in the second half? Take a guess. Well, I got them all right here. I'm uh, 3, 4, 9, 16? 19. 19. Yep. Hard to win when you have 19 plays. Well, then you dig a little bit deeper. Well, why do they only have 19 plays, John? Well, we talked. Jeff mentioned it earlier. One of six on third downs in the second half. Well, John, why were they one and six on third downs? Well, they were in a lot of bad down and distances. And believe it or not, in the first half, they were 
in the same situations, they were just able to convert. The Giants actually were 3 of 7 on third downs of 8 or more yards, which is actually very, very good in the NFL. Usually that's around 20%. 3 of 7 is actually very strong. So uh, let, let's go through these first three drives of the second half because this is where the issue came in. I have them. They, so do I. They, I went through them this morning. I watched them I all on tape. <laughs> so they had three straight drives for 11 plays, negative seven net yards, okay. and three punts. And if you want to figure out why the Giants lost the game, it's those three drives. So let's break down these drives, okay? Yep. First drive, Jeff. They get the ball, run the ball at Saquon Barkley. Cool. No one has a problem with that, right? Three yards. So you're second and seven at the 13-yard line. Next play, they come out in 21 personnel. So it's in running personnel. They run a play-action pass. I don't think anyone has a problem with that. Play selection, formation, right? That's okay. Except Here's the problem. All three guys were covered. They sent three players out in patterns. They left seven in the block. Barkley was covered in the flat. Shepard was double-teamed deep. And Beckham was double-teamed going uh, towards the sideline on a crossing pattern. So you would then four... You had five guys rushing the passer on seven blockers... No one's open. Eli could have thrown it away, but he's in the pocket near the end zone. That's a danger of getting a safety. Takes the sack. Third and 18. You run the ball. Possession over. Okay? So I don't have a problem with the play calling on that first drive. Do you? Uh, no, but I, you failed to mention where they were on the field. Yeah, they started at their own 10-yard line Why? because a penalty on the punt. Okay, that was the most important start of the – you had to go to there yeah, because it was a point. touchback. I didn't think about that. And then there, that's where it started. Michael Thomas had a had a holding penalty Good to start point. him on the 10-yard line to start the second half. So there you go. So I don't have a problem with the play calling there, but obviously the execution, yeah. the, the play action pass didn't work in the sack. But again, no one was open. Eli actually had time to, to scan the field. It was that that was legitimately good defense by the Eagles. So I'm not going to lose my mind. And now. real quickly, Barkley had a three and a four yard run there. Okay, so n- n- nothing nothing bad. Right, but the four yard run came on the third and eighteen. But so he still I, had it. I don't want to lose my mind on that. Okay, now here's the problem. We're not going to hear Saquon Barkley's name again in the next the two game. possessions. Mm-hmm. Next two possessions. He was in the game for the third one, not for the second. But we'll get to that. Second possession, Giants come out. They give Barkley a little bit of a blow. Now I know people will say, well, why does he need rest? He's just coming out in the second half. Well, they don't want him to play 95 96% of the snaps, okay? So they bring Wayne Goleman in. Runs for five, runs for seven. So they're sticking with the run here, folks, okay? You're sticking with the run. Mm-hmm. Trying to be balanced. Exactly. So you got first down, first and 10 at the 37-yard line on the Giants' side of the field. Nate Solder, false start. First and 15. Well, you know what? The Giants put themselves in position to get out of that problem with the penalty. Eli Manning throws a strike to Corey Coleman on a slant. It literally hits him between the numbers in his hands. Drops it. Now you're in second and 15. Mm-hmm. They try to run it with Gallman. He loses three yards. Even if he doesn't lose three yards, DeMond Brown commits an offensive holding penalty. He by far had his worst game as a Giant, by the way. And now you're in third and 18. Short yard pass. Punt the ball. Back-to-back possessions, third and 18. Problem. And what do we have there? We have a sack for negative 11 on the first drive, a penalty on the second drive, and a negative run on the second drive. And you also have a negative, negative pass play. on the on the, the third and 18. On the third and 18, yeah, One, two, three, four negative plays when you want to count them out of uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight plays. And again, I don't, and I don't think, I, I think it's hard to have issues with the play calling on that particular well, that's possession. What whole, that's what this whole exercise is about well, right now. And, and that's what we're talking about it because they started the drive with two straight runs, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're in first and 15 and you run a slant and you have the first down. And then all of a sudden you can get back to the running game. You're still running on second 15. You lose three yards. So, again, no issue with the play calling so far. 
You've end been, of the quarter. Exactly. And by the way, four minutes and 38 seconds of time of possession in that second quarter. Now, if you're going to have, yeah, and by the way, in the second half, they finished with only 10 minutes and 17 seconds of possession versus the Eagles, who had over 19. Yeah. Very good point, Jeff. And that goes into the whole only 19 plays thing that I talked about Correct. earlier. Now, if you're going to have a beef with play calling, I guess it would be with this third possession, okay? Okay. Uh, first and 10 at their own 22, off of an Eagles punt, I believe. Yes. So at this point, it's 19-14. to 14. So it's still a one-score game. You're up. Momentum hasn't, you know, completely swung yet. At least you wouldn't think. So the Giants get the ball back, like I said, at their own 22-yard line. Manning tries a deep shot to Beckham on first down. Maybe you should try to run the ball there. I get that. Um, yeah. It wasn't open. Uh, the Eagles were in a cover three. The cornerback had deep coverage on Beckham. It just, it just wasn't there. Um, but you know what? How many times have you heard people calling and say, well, just throw it deep to Beckham one-on-one, -on -one and you know, good things are going to happen? One-on-one. -on -one. Well, incomplete. <laughs> well, and there was one guy there, but yeah. they, we're in cover three. That's designed to take away the, flood, the nine right down the sideline. Okay, The second play of this drive is kind of where it gets tricky. You look at the box score. It's an incomplete pass to Sterling Shepard. Okay? One, this is the play where they could have called defensive holding, and it wasn't. If you remember the play from TV, this is the play after Eli kind of yeah. has his arms up afterwards and he's yeah. looking around. Yep. But the trick with this play, and Pat Shermer said this in his postgame presser yesterday, this was a run pass option. Mm -hmm. So Eli could have handed the ball to Barkley here. Instead, he pulls it back, tries to squeeze a slant into Shepard, and Eli said it again in the locker room today that he thought there was a hold there and it could have been a penalty. That's an incomplete pass. That puts you in third and 10. And then the right side of the Giants' offensive line collapses. Wheeler and Jamon Brown both get beat. And Manning gets sacked. Doesn't really have much of a chance on that particular play. So right. those are the three possessions that really sunk the Giants. Their fourth one, they scored the field goal. They could have had more if Manning could either hit Beckham on that slant in the end zone or uh, they call a holding penalty and they would have gotten a new set of down. So that's your set of plays, Jeff. Three straight punts. Three straight punts, again, 11 plays, two three and outs, minus seven net yards. When you look at those three possessions, what's your take? Uh, your negative plays. That's my take on this. A set, two sacks and negative plays and penalties. I mean, there you go. And putting yourself in second and third and longs. I mean, I, I, the first two series, okay, you're running the football. If you, everybody wants to say, well, why don't you give the ball to Barkley? I guess if he's in the second possessions, he would have gotten the runs. Yeah, but Goldman ran for 12 he, yards in his first I, two carries. Exactly. But, I, my, but, yeah. but so I'm okay with the run and the pass ratios in here. But like Coach Shermer said in his press offense, when you are, you've got negative plays and penalties, okay, and, and it's just it's tough to, to call plays. Now, I don't want to go nuts on the penalties now because they only had one accepted penalty. Well, the and one, that was and that was the, the false first, start. The, the the one here on No Solder that was you put him in it put him in second and or first, first and, and 15. fifteen. But again, they should have converted that if Coleman would have caught the slant. Yeah, but they didn't. Right. I so, know. I know. Uh, so my take on it is that it's negative plays and just sacks and penalties. It all piles on, if you will. Yeah, and that's why it's not as simple as one thing, like it always is. And then. Uh, compound that, the defense... I was just going to say, we got to mix the defense in this... Absolutely. And look, I think the defense... If you would have told me before the game the defense would have given up 25 points, I would have taken my chances. Okay. Honestly, I would have said, all right, you know what? Yeah, well, this team hasn't been scoring a lot of points anyways. I mean, Yeah, the Eagles have struggled, but you know they have some weapons. But I would have been like, all right, 25 points, it's not great. It's not bad. It's okay. 25 points is okay. 
Yeah, after, okay. the, after the the Giants have scored over sixty five in two weeks, you would think they could easily score twenty six points, especially against an Eagles defense that is Depleted. a disaster. Yeah. in in the back end, you know, playing a bunch of guys that mean you never heard of before this week. So, the problem with the defense in this game, yeah, they only gave twenty five points. They gave up just under four hundred yards. I think what three seventy five for the Eagles in this game, if memory serves me right, off the top of my head, uh, three forty one actually, even better than that, only three forty one, which is a good number. They got the three problem, sacks. though, and they got three sacks, here's the issue. Not one three and out the entire game, and not one takeaway the entire game. Did not realize that they didn't have one three and out. Nope. Mm. The only three, the only technical three and out that they had um, was when the Eagles kneeled it out at the end of the okay, first half, and they kneeled it enough yeah. for negative one. That was it. Otherwise, the Eagles got at least one first down on every possession. And what what's the common denominator for the last two weeks when they've won football games? The defense has gotten takeaways. And even though they're, I, I don't, they're still takeaways, folks. I mean, I know they came from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, 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 and you know, of the 49ers, but they're still takeaways, and they, 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 they hadn't got them before, and that's how you win football games. Yeah. And unfortunately, the Giants turned it over once, which is the Giants' offense hasn't turned the ball over a lot this year. But that, that, there's, there, so you can see the common theme here. You know, when the, when the offense is not playing well in the second half and the defense is not getting turnovers or takeaways – Things happen. Yeah, and the problem you run into, too, is that it's hard to get takeaways when the Eagles, who have been one of the pass-heaviest teams the last couple weeks, where they, I'm not even sure the last two weeks, they ran the ball more than 10 times in each of the last two games. They ran it 29 times in this game for 127 yards, and there was a drive in the second half. Oh, um, straight up the middle, straight up the middle, straight up the middle, straight up the middle. It just completely set the tone for how this game Yeah. Ended. It and was five. It was five runs. Yeah, the, the the Eagles had the ball and they had it first and ten. Thirty-nine. After a short pass to Corey Clement, uh, that gave the Eagles a twenty-three yard gain. That was a little screen to the right that Vernon originally got called for the face mask, then they picked it up, but it was yeah. actually a face mask. Yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> bad calls both ways in this game, by the way, and we will talk about the officials in a second because I thought. Boy, Walt Anderson, he likes throwing flags. Oh, that's a horrible um, crew. So first and ten at the thirty-eight yard line. Um, the Eagles ran it five straight times, eight yards, 15 yards, 11 yards, three yards, one yard, touchdown, then a sixth run for the two-point conversion. Same play. And that what gave, that's what gave the Eagles a 22-19 lead in this game. So it was kind of one of those, well, you know what? The Eagles imposed their will yes. on the Giants' defense that is correct. And I said for this. five <laughs> plays to go 38 yards for the score. I coached football, junior football, and the one rule in junior football is that you keep running the same play over and over until the other team stops it. And that was a junior football philosophy right there. And I think they missed snacks <laughs> on that drive a little bit, <laughs> Just a little bit. And uh, R.J. McIntosh guy welcomed to the NFL a little bit yesterday. Um, you know, he has to understand that this is a big boys game. He got kind of tossed around a little. But, you know, he's a young guy. He's a young guy. And then with the game tied at 22, the Giants, you know, get that field goal on that nice little drive. Manning throws the nice 19-yard out when he rolled out to Eli to Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Red Ellison on the seam for 29 yards. Which, by the way, Red Ellison, what a day he, he had. had. a nice game, and that's what Evan Ingram uh, not being able to go with yeah. the hamstring sure. prior to the contest. And, you know, then the Giants fell in the red zone. They had it first and 10 at the 17. Uh, Shepard went for five. Barkley went for one. And then you had to pass to Beckham over the middle. And then the defense let the Eagles go march, march right down, down the field. You had uh, the short pass to Alshon Jeffrey. He broke like three tackles, went for 21 yards. Then you had Zach Ertz for 10. 
Then you had Nelson Aguilar for 12 on a fourth and one. Yeah, let's when, talk about that a little bit. I mean, if it's fourth and one, I'm surprised the Giants didn't go man-to-man defense on that because usually on fourth and short, you're going to go man-to-man. And the zone was vacated. I think Ogletree followed Zach Ertz on a little crossing route underneath. And Just sat down. No one was within 10 yards of Nelson Aguilar when he caught that pass. It was the easiest fourth and one conversion I've ever seen. Well, nobody touched him off the line of scrimmage, and nobody touched right. Zach Ertz off the line of scrimmage all, ga- all game either. Yeah, he had 91 passing yards, not nine short of 100 for our pregame over-under, which I ended up getting wrong. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> um, and then they just ran it three times. The Giants didn't get the ball back until there were 16 seconds left to play. And then that was pretty much all she wrote. So and the tripping that never was called. And that was the yeah, end. And all right, let's talk about the officials. We don't blame the officials here. That's not what we do. Um, you take care of your business. You're going to have bad calls sometimes. You're going to get good calls sometimes. You take care of your business. But there were three slants in this game, or maybe not technically slants, but three passes over the middle that could have extended Giants' drives or scored touchdowns. Well, the first one was a touchdown. Well, yeah. I want to go back. I'll, I'll go in chronological order. Okay. You had the one to Barkley mm-hmm. on the little slant that would have been a first down in the red zone, I think. Okay. And they ended up kicking a field goal where Malcolm Jenkins held his arm down, and he didn't get called for That's pass right. interference. That was, a, that was a field goal. Then you had the Shepard slant, which we talked about, which would have converted a second and 10 yep. um, on the Giants' third possession yep. in the second half where he got grabbed a little bit. And then Beckham got grabbed a little bit on the play over the middle on third and four at the 11 mm-hmm. on the Giants' next-to-last offensive drive, which either would have been a touchdown if he caught it or would have given him a first, first down, down. Yeah. inside the 10. Now, I don't expect the Giants to get every one of those three calls because I don't think any of the three were so egregious that, you know, it's you know the world's over that you don't get it. But considering the number of penalties they called near the line of scrimmage, they allowed a lot, an awful lot to go on down the field, and I thought at least one of those flags should have been thrown, and that could have been a difference in the game. Then you had the trip at the end, which you just mentioned, where they run the little uh, hook and ladder play, and Grigier Hill, I think, goes for the guy who catches the pass. Once he pitches it to Beckham, he just sticks his legs out there, and whether it's intentional or not, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And he she... basically kicks Beckham in the knees and knocks him down. Yep. That's a 15-yard trip, and that could have set up a Rosas 63- or 4-yard field goal which could have given him a chance to tie the game. And you never know. I'm not telling you would have hit it, but you never know. Well, you th- listen, I was going crazy in the studio because I know that Aldrich Rosas can kick a 63- or 64-yard field goal. When these other guys are kicking them against the Giants, Aldrich can kick them just as far or even further. He is, has a huge leg. Yeah, he's a big kid. And they just, this thing was just like brushed underneath the rug after this. I was going crazy. I'm like, wait a second. And even if it was out of the field goal's range, at least you have one untimed play to get the ball down, and you never know on a Hail Mary Maybe pass. another pass in the Fearance penalty Something. on offsides. It could be anything. But, Who knows? But you have to – you got to be able to call out that play. I mean, that. but evidently they, they didn't call it, so there's nothing you can do about it. But, I mean, it was a it was a tripping call. There's no question about it. It's plain as day. And they'll tell you today or tomorrow when they come out and say, oh, yeah, this should have been a tripping call. You know thanks. how they do that. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot. That really did us a lot of good. It's not like we can rewind the thing like in Madden or something. You know, I don't even play Madden, but can you do that? Rewind it and see it again. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? I, I was I was fuming, fuming. Anyways, didn't matter. Who cares what I was doing? All right, but, <laughs> but before we get to the calls, Jeff, any other points you want to make about this game before I start hearing um, from yeah, some? I'm sure a, a some couple, angry Giant fans. No, just a couple things. Yeah, that, go ahead. You know, I think that coming into this game, the Giants team was riding high on a two-game winning streak and and having a lot of confidence. And and really, after that first half, still having a lot of confidence. Um. You know, and so 
what happened in the second half is really unfortunate because this team was playing so well and they had a chance. I really thought they had a chance to win this game. I, I thought it would be a close game. And I wouldn't be surprised if they did win and they started out like they were going to win. And having to win three in a row would have been amazing, getting their first win in the division. Talk about going into December into a Bears game with a lot of just a lot of energy. And with their starting quarterback potentially not. You back never from know, injury. right? So mm-hmm. it's just that in my opinion is just it deflates everything. And now we're gonna talk about them having I mean, mathematically there's always a chance until they tell you there's not. But, I mean, realistically, there isn't. <laughs> um, but I think that now yeah. you're going to have to start thinking about what's going on with the team and going forward and about, you know, evaluation and the quarterback position. All that stuff we're going to have to address now, which is fine because that's what we do at Big Blue, and that's fine. But, um, yeah, just unfortunate, in my, in my opinion, what happened yesterday. It really was, was – uh, it could have been really good coming out of, out of Philadelphia with a win and one in the division. And Jeff, I just don't understand yeah. how you can go. I mean, I watched the tape this morning. I watched it a few times, and I, and I can't wrap my round or my mind around it. How you can be so good in the first half of a game? And this giant team was wonderful. They played great football. Okay, let's let's think about. And this. then to show up and put up. 50 second half yard. I don't understand. So let's try to figure this, the, this, the mindset of this, okay? So at the end of their, they're doing well in the first half. At the end of this first half, they throw an interception. Negative, right? Negative energy, negative energy. They go into this locker room. They come back out. The defense makes a stop. The defense makes a stop. They get a punt, and then they get a penalty that puts them on the 10-yard line, and then they have a sack. So things just started to derail at that point, going in from the, the last play that the Giants had the ball in the se- in the first second quarter to the first drive of the second court, second half, just negative stuff, and they could never pick it back up. And you can't do that. You got to persevere. You got to get through that stuff as a player. I'm telling you, and and really, do, you guys were winning the game. The Giants were winning the football game at that point. So. All right, let's do it, Jeff. 19 to, it was 19 to 14 at the start of the fourth quarter. Yeah, 19 11 at halftime. I mean, so, I mean, I mean, this Eagle team's not that. I mean, look, they're not bad, but they're not playing well. And that's why you were excited about going down there and playing the football game because you had a good chance. You had a better chance of beating the Eagles yesterday than you did at the beginning of the season, that's for sure. Because they routed you guys the second, the first time. And look, I I understand the the complaints. Only Barkley two touches in those first three drives of the second half. I get that. And if you want to complain about that, I totally get it. I'm not going to argue with you. Um, the Shepard Beckham stuff after the game, post game presser though, that I'm going to fight against because they move, they push the ball down the field in this game. Uh, I think they had seven passes of 20 yards or more. They tried to go down the field. Let not make believe they didn't. They threw the ball plenty in this game. That is so, frustration. Mm-hmm. That is when you hear guys talk like that, I don't care who they are, that is just I, utter frustration. I'm guessing it's frustration. It's got, it, it is. It's, it's their fr- and I here's the thing. The, the players, what happens to the players is when you, when you are in the locker room and you have a loss like this, you don't want to talk to anybody. Unfortunately, it's your obligation to do so. And so you want to try to get out of it, but you can't when you're Odell Beckham and Sterling Shepard. And so when people are asking you questions, they're doing their job. And unfortunately, they have to ask these questions. And you are obligated to, to really answer the questions in the best that you can. But to say, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Yeah, just say, look, we, we, we did our best. We didn't make enough plays. And 
Okay. We're moving on. I mean, I, it's exactly that's I, it. that to me is a cop out. And my, my my guess is that both guys, when they talk this week, are going to back off it a little bit. But we'll see. Well, I hope so. Two zero one nine three nine. You ready for calls? Yeah. Four five one three. Tony in DC. He'll lead us off. Tone tone tone. What's up, buddy? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. No You're problem. Welcome. Thanks for calling, in, Tony. What's up? So, quick fun fact. Yes, fun sir. Fact. As we all remember, as we all remember, the miracle in the Meadowlands. When Deshaun returned that ball on us and knocked us out of the playoffs, mm-hmm. do you guys remember which team went in in our place? Oh, you mean into the postseason? Yep. I don't off the top of my head. Who was it? The Cowboys? The, the, the Green Bay Packers. Oh, Aaron boy. Rodgers won his first and last Super Bowl because the Eagles beat the Giants. Really? I did if, not remember that, Tony. Good memory. If, <laughs> if that didn't happen, Aaron Rodgers would be the um, Dan Marino of this generation. Wow. So, so, so that is why these Eagles Giants games hurt the most. But, <laughs> That's interesting. But, wow. Yep. But back, but, but back to the team. Back to the team. So, I am not out on Pat Shermer. But Good. guys, we're eleven games in, and I am not impressed. He, he, and let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. It, it, it's, it's all coming back to the running game. The New York Football Giants are averaging four point six yards a carry which is the same amount of the Seattle Seahawks that are number one in rushing in the NFL. The same amount. Now, the Seattle Seahawks, they don't have a start offensive line, and they have Rashad Penny, who's good, but he is no Saquon Barkley. Well, I mean, I mean, and, and, and honestly, Tony, Penny's not even getting the ball. It's, it's, it's Chris Carson that's carrying yeah. the load over there. Absolutely. They, right. You could almost argue it's a carousel. But, we, but they are ranked number one in the NFL in rushes. We are ranked 29. Why? Because we are dead last in rushing attempts. Now, Tony. At they are at 351. And I called in weeks ago about this. We threw the ball twice as much as we ran it again in another loss. I am seeing a coach that has to come up with the game plan, call the offensive plays in the game, and manage the game, and, I, and I'm not seeing it being done. We are Still not running the ball. We are dead last. We are top for first. We have zero fumbles on the run game. Top for first with Denver. Tony, I agree. Zero fumbles. Tony. And it, we are dead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's okay. You're fine. <laughs> You're passionate. I love it. Uh, in this game, the Giants threw it, dropped back 39 times. They ran at 18. Um, so it was more than 2-1 to one past the run. I agree. Given how well the Giants ran the ball, they probably should have had more runs in this game. I think Jeff would agree with that, too. Um, a, a couple other interesting numbers that I came up with. If you take out the final two-minute drill of the first half where the Giants were just passing to go down the field and you take out the final three passing plays of the game where the Giants were in that desperation situation, the Giants' run-pass ratio, first and second half, were actually identical, which are interesting. That's, yeah. that, that, so, so, so that's one note. Number two, I... There is something to the way you gain the yards. And over the course of the year, Tony, and I think you'll agree with this, um, and it maybe hasn't necessarily been the case, especially last week against Tampa when they were consistently getting yards play after play, the Giants' mm-hmm. rushing attack this year has been very dependent on the big play to get a lot mm-hmm. of their yards. Early on in the season, especially in the first half, and to a lesser extent yesterday, because they did have one run of 26 yards, one run of 51 yards. They have way too many situations where... They're getting one, they're getting zero, they're getting negative one, they're getting two, and then you're getting in a lot of second and eights. The Seahawks have been much better at consistently grinding out three yards, five yards, six yards. So uh, I, I get what you're saying, and you make a good point. I'm not arguing with it, but I do think 
those rushing averages that are, you know, gross numbers aren't a true indication of how consistent the Giants running game has been carry to carry getting consistent yards. I bet you if you look at it, and I don't know how I would do this, a a much larger chunk of the Giants rushing yards have come on 20 plus yard runs than the Seahawks runs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, though. And, Jeff, you can speak to this better than anyone, obviously, being a pro. Kevin Gilbride didn't feel that way. There is a saying in football that even when the running game isn't working, it's still working. Yeah, that's not you're true. Bringing it, you're, <laughs> you're bringing in the defense. You're setting up the play action. Tony. You're not setting up anything with No, but Tony, events. Tony, I, I, I was in many Kevin Gilbride press conferences that then I'll let Jeff answer, and Jeff can speak to this, where Gilbride exasperated, said to the media, Guys, we're running for one or two yards every time. What do you want me to do? Just keep running into a brick wall? I'm going to throw it. And I've heard Gilbride say yeah. that a bunch of times mm-hmm. during press conferences. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, no, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what you're asking me, to be honest with you. You do say, go ahead and ask no, me no. again. Oh, no, what, what I'm asking is about, really about the running game, is that even when you're not getting the yards, you're still keeping the opposing defense honest. They can't just pin their ears back and, and, and rush your quarterback, or they can't just play cover two for 50 minutes. Yeah, but I don't think that's what happened but it depends yesterday. On, it actually, no, no, it just I depends agree. on the circumstances of the game. It really does. I mean, mm-hmm. wh- where are you in the game? For, look at the first half of this football game. And John mentioned it. If you take away some of the, the passing plays that we know that we're going to be passing plays, the run-pass ratios was pretty good. The, the statistics mm-hmm. that you were talking about with the Seahawks, you go back and look at the Giants' first four games of the season, they were very well, very unbalanced. They were throwing the ball 49, yeah. 50 times almost. In their run, yep, they did yep. not run the football. Then they finally got away from that and said, okay, you know, let's get this guy some carries. And the offensive line started to play better. But, you know, mm-hmm. I think that <laughs> I think that a lot of offensive coordinators will tell you that if we can't get a, a, a one or two, if we keep getting one and two yard runs, I'm not going to stick with the run yeah, because to- yeah. I'm not going to be in second and nine and, and, and third and nine all the time. Yeah, Tony, you have to run the mm-hmm, ball mm-hmm. successfully. And I think that's why for the game yesterday, you have a good case because they were running the ball successfully. So why not keep running it? I agree with that. I don't think it's fair to take that success yesterday, though, but and say, tried. well, in games three and four this year, or games one and two this year, you know, if you would have just ran them more then, you would have had more success, too, because the offensive line was playing so poorly then. I don't think that was the case, but yesterday, you have a point. I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah, but the first two possessions but, in the second half, they did try to run the football. They really did. They get, Unfortunately, mm-hmm. they gave up a sack on the first series, and then they had a penalty, and then another two, two negative plays. So, I mean... But, 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 but here's the thing, though, with that. Because I hear this a lot. Oh, we saw behind the sticks. Oh, we're behind, so we have to throw it. Saquon Barkley is the number two pick in the draft. You don't take your, your best player on your team out of the game be, be, because of a penalty or you fall on... I mean, we took him out of the game. No, but Tony, that. To, Tony, 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 to Tony, real, real quick, real quick. The first, the first drive of the third quarter, okay... The Giants ran on their first play, and they had it second and seven, okay? They ran a play-action pass on second down, sent three guys out into a route. Do you have a problem with with running play-action with Saquon Barkley in the game on a second and seven? No. I don't have a problem with that. No. Eli gets sacked, no. you're, and, and you're in third and 18. Possession over, okay? Mm-hmm. Second possession. They come out. They run the ball for five oh, yards. But wait, 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 wait. wait, but John, before you jump to that third yes. and 18, we, um, we call a timeout. And that timeout bit us in the back of the game, and that comes back to clock nope. management. And, and look, that's 18. fine. Tony, no argument. No. Nope. Tony, Tony, I, and 
it was actually the next third and eighteen when they yeah, called the timeout. But I, I, oh, agree. Right, no, but that's yeah. fine. I, I, I if, if if I'm the one doing it there, I would have just taken the penalty. I agree with you. I'm not, or I'm not gonna argue on that one either. Second possession of the third quarter. Okay, they run for five. Mm-hmm. They run for seven. Okay, you are first and ten. Nate Solder commits a false start penalty. Okay, you're in first and fifteen. Mm-hmm. Eli Manning throws a strike that hits Corey Coleman right in the chest. That should have been a first mm-hmm. down. Okay. He drops the ball. Mm-hmm. Second 15. You run the ball on second and 15. You lose three yards, and then you're in third and 18. So you ran the ball plenty on that second possession of the second half as well. Now, again, the third possession is where you have a beef. They passed it three times. Eli threw it on a run-pass option on, the, on second and 10. He could have handed it to Barkley there and said he threw the ball. If you want to complain about the third possession, that's fine. But the first two, they did try to run the football. That's all I'm saying. Which, which was a continuation of the first half. So here's my last question. I want to let you guys go. I want sure. to hog the, hog That's the okay. mic. So um, I spoke to Jeff and um, Lance after the um, preseason when we when Dave Gettleman was scouring the waiver wire, and we were like, oh, boy, that's not a good sign. <laughs> and this is why you got to give um, Pat Sherman and Dave Gettleman some breathing room because we were, we were bad last year. We had a bad roster. Yeah, so absolutely. With, so, so with that said, Jeff was hoping for 8-8. Eight and eight, So was I. So what do you gentlemen think this team needs to finish with in terms of wins and losses so that we, we think that this team is buying in a little bit? That well, it's trending up. Okay, I'll answer Thanks that. Guys, love the show. You're welcome. Thank You're you, welcome. Tony. Great call, baby. I Thank think you. at this point in time, and I said this when we first came on, let's look at reality here, okay? The reality of the situation is that the season is over as far as when it comes to playoffs and this and that. So what is the next step? And, and so if you want to if you want to count if you want to look at it as from wins and loss perspective to evaluate the season I don't want to do that I want to see how these guys are and I think that Jeff, coach Shermer has done a great job at keeping this team together for from the adversity that they've been through to this point I got you got to pat him on the back for that because as easily this team could have done what they did last year and just quit on the coach and been done with it right but they've done a good job with that so to me, going forward, I don't care. It's, I don't think it's so much with wins, even though that's what the, the, the team aspect of it is. But from us and analyzing and trying to go over it, it's for me, it's the evaluation. Get some of these young guys in there to see who they're going to go to bat with next season with a draft and a free agency class coming in. That's, about, that's me. It's about how you play. It's not necessarily about the final score. Now, perfect point. That's exactly right, in my opinion. Now, if they go and they lose their final, what do they have, six games left now or five games left now? Five, right? If they go and lose their final five games here, that's obviously not a great sign. If you see guys starting to, you know, not give a hundred percent effort, and the way and they're losing like the that, five games, correct? That's that's all a big problem. Um, if here's what I want to see, I want to see if this team can figure out a successful way to play, and play in that way, and play successfully, especially on offense. I'll be honest with you, my hopes for the defense are not high. It is what it is with the guys you're putting out there. But it was high. You can't rush the passer. Um, I want to see B.J. Hill and Dalvin Tomlinson maybe be a little bit firmer against the run. Um, and I want to see the linebackers play better. Is, is Tay Davis a future answer for you? Uh, can I see Lorenzo Carter continue to make some more progress and make some plays? Um, those are the types of guys I'm looking at here um, to see if they can give you a little bit something. Can Olivier Vernon show you that maybe he has more left in the tank. He's been very, very quiet. You know, those are the things I'm looking at. And if those things go well, the scores of the games will go along with that, and you'll be okay. But it's about, like Jeff said, 
evaluating how individuals are doing and how you're playing as a team to see if the identity that the head coach and the general manager want this team to have, and I think it's the way they played against the Bucks: take the ball away on defense, run the ball on offense, play action, throw efficiently off of that running game, score touchdowns instead of field goals. That's your identity. That's what you want. And managing the football game the way, way that you want to. Okay, now this is a total different. This is what we're talking about. This is what we talk about. This isn't what the players talk about in the locker room. Oh, I can no. tell you that. The players want to go out and win games. They have to, and the coaches are, are preaching to them, this is your game plan, execute it, and we'll win. That's the way it is. And every one of those guys, I've been in it. You have to take that attitude that you can go and win every single game, okay, from a, from a locker room perspective. As outsiders don't think they can win every single game. We never do, okay? But the fact is, is that if you're a player on this team, you are being evaluated and understand that. And, and take it as an individual task to do the best you can to try to, to have a job maybe next week, the following week, and next year, and follow and go, keep going. Yeah. Jeff That's, and I can take that big-picture view. The players and the coaches can't. They will never take that big-picture view. They will take it Correct. as an individual, every single game attitude, and that's the way you have to do it. And you know what? As a coach and as a, as a, as a leader on the team, you have to weed out the guys that don't believe in that picture right there. And they will. Eventually, those guys will not be around. Dave, line four, Andrew in Wisconsin. What's going on, Andrew? How are you? Hi, Andrew. Hey, Jeff. Hey, John. How are you doing today? What's up, man? How We're are fired you? fired up hey, today. Thanks. Good, good. Thanks for taking my call. You're um, one thing I really appreciate you guys doing at the beginning of the show is going step-by-step step through the plays and kind of beating down where, you <laughs> know, kind of the crux of what happened to the game and just painting a picture of what truly happened instead of kind of what I, a, lot, a lot of what I see is the the media or some fans trying to paint a picture that, oh, you know, you took Saquon Barkley out, you shouldn't have done that, or you didn't run the ball. And so I, I appreciate you guys going sure. through those plays because that kind of hammers home my first point. Well, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew and, 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 and here's the thing. That's what I do when I get back on Monday morning from these games. Just to, I want to explain to you my process to see how I kind of get to where I am. You know, I watch the game not as a fan, but I'm doing the radio broadcast, I'm producing, and I'm listening to Carl and Bob. And I think you walk out of the game having an overview. You're, okay. This is what I think happened. This is why I think the team right. lost. Then I look at the box score and I say, all right, well, what's, what, what are some of the telling numbers here? I look at run-pass balance. I look at third-down conversions. I look at length of the third downs. And I say, okay, now I have a better idea. Then I turn on the tape. Then I watch the tape and I say, all right, organically, each possession is its own kind of animal, right? And it all kind of goes in a separate way. You punt, you get the ball back, it starts over again. And you get from the bigger picture continuously into smaller, smaller, smaller microcosms and, and you know, the micro portion of the game. And that's how you see where the failures come. And it's rarely, like you just said, as simple as, oh, the team did A, that's why they lost. There's always a little bit of something sprinkled in there and different reasons for why things don't go right. Now you can make your point. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, no, no problem. Right. No, I agree. And and I see, I understand, I guess, partly too why fans or media might try to paint broad strokes because it's right after the game and we all have our initial reaction. Of course, um, of course. Quick question before I get to my kind of quick two next points. is sure. um, John, did you look at the differences between 11 and 12 personnel between the first and the second half? I feel like we, I'm sorry, 21 personnel and 11 personnel. I felt like a big thing that uh, Shermer took a look at over the bye and, and why we uh, won those next two games is our use of 21 personnel and being able to run the ball off of that, but also use some creative play action plays. Well, remember um, they lost Ingram. That hurt them, and that and those. Yeah, types of, look, 
Go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm saying so you lose one of your tight ends in pregame. So yeah, that that kind of hurts right. the whole mentality because I believe that they were going to be in 21 personnel and have an Ingram outside and playing some slot receiver in this game. That's yeah. just me. And, and here's what they did. I From what I, I tracked mostly in the first half, what they did, I didn't track it in the second half. Um, they were split evenly between 11 and, you know, I would say they probably in 11 about half the time and the rest of the time they were either in 12, which is two tight ends, or 21 with the fullback on the field. And I think the second half ratio was probably a little bit skewed to 11 just from watching casually. And and I think one of the reasons, Andrew, they wanted to do that a little bit more in this game is they wanted the Eagles to have to go to their nickel package because they were so depleted in the secondary. They wanted the Eagles to get more of their players that, quite frankly, (laughs) are of a lower quality on the field by forcing them to put some extra DBs in what's already a banged-up secondary. So um, just, again, I have not gotten the numbers from uh, Pro Football Focus yet. I'm going to request them. Um, my guess would be, just from watching the tape and not actually tracking play-by-play, uh, they were probably in 11 personnel more this week than they were last week. Yeah. Okay. All right, good deal. Yeah, make one point and then one quick question. I'll sure. kind of take off the air is uh, um, I, I – I, I'm uh, optimistic, cautiously, about Shermer as our head coach. Uh, I really like what he's done with the players, uh, and per, you know, personally with them, how he talks to them. From what we can, you know, at least see, um, you know, it, it's been a bad year. We're what three and eight. So the point is, you know, what what did Ben McAdoo have? He had he had eleven and eleven and five record after the first season. You don't extend one coach after the first year, and you don't fire a coach after a bad first year, mm-hmm. unless everything falls apart. Um, and then getting to my question, um, obviously I'd like to look forward to the, the Bears game and, you know, still be in the, the playoff picture, but that's not where we're at. So kind of personally looking looking big picture and um, obviously, you know, the big questions uh, were asked about Eli Manning. Is he going to start against the Bears? And, and he is. Um, one question I have and kind of thought in my mind is um, I'm not going to complain if in the you know last couple of games, if we get Tanny in there for a game or two, um, and the reason being is he's had, what, one game as a pro? So if, you know, our management decides to move past Eli and his cap hit for next year, why not get a look at Tanny and see what he has as potentially a stop, you know, stopgap quarterback for one year uh, or half a season or whatever it is, depending on what <laughs> happens with the draft. And just kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on that. Go ahead, Jeff. You can take that one. Um, I, I honestly, I think it has to do with philosophy here. And so if you're going to go in that, that philosophy and we're going to, we're going to, we want to get our backup some work for, to evaluate them. Um, I don't know. Cause I'm not at a practice to be honest with you is how much work that Kyle Liletta is getting with the first team. If he's getting work with the first team that the coaches feel confident enough to put him in the game, he's going to be your first guy that's going to go in there. I don't think that he's getting those types of reps. This is just my opinion. I, cause like I said, I haven't been out of practice. And so Alex Tanny is the guy that you're going to want to get in there and he, and to just to buy some time for Kyle Lyletta. I think ultimately the evaluation is on Kyle Lyletta and not so much on Alex Tanny, but I think you may see, I think Dave, our producer, we, he, so ironically, he had mentioned this right before we came on the show is that, that you may see Alex Tanny before you see Kyle Lyletta. Who knows? Right, right. Yeah, the, the end game, of course, you drafted a quarterback in the fourth, you know, fourth round. You want to get a look at him, but, but I'm not going to throw a fit if, if Danny's in there for a game. Just see what he's got, you know, see what happens in the offseason, and, you know, maybe he's there for, you know, a couple games as your stopgap QB. There's a lot of time left to see what I th- happens. I think but, the one uh, thing you guys. need – you're welcome. Thank you. Appreciate and the The one thing that will, will tip the hat on this one, 
is when you see Kyle Laletta is not on the inactive list. I mean, he's on there every week. He's inactive, inactive. If he all of a sudden becomes active, then, you know, the radar, your antenna goes up a little bit that there may be something there. 201-939-4513. Joe in Pennsylvania. He joins us next on Big Blue Kickoff Live. And I'm trying to find those formational stats, by the way. That's why I'm looking down at my computer. Go ahead, Joe. Good luck. Hi, guys. Uh, Hi, Joe. It's tough to keep going. I I think this this comes down to the coaching and and our management. It, It is very tough to go out there and play when there's teams in our division that are trying to get bringing receivers in and giving up draft choices, and we're having fire sales. That sets the, sets the momentum for the team. And then the coaching was just lost this game here for us. It, it was how two weeks ago I talked to you guys about the Bucks game. Shermer wouldn't go for uh, uh, fourth and two on the 40. He was worried about giving up momentum. Well, how does Eli, he gives that play to Eli. Can Eli... Uh, just to throw the ball up into three guys' coverage, is that momentum or not? I mean, come on. I, I just don't understand that. Momentum you, to me would be kick the field goal there to get some momentum going into halftime, right? Well, you don't have to uh, kick well, the yeah, field goal. You I just mean, don't throw sure to the other team. In that play to well, that's Eli. exactly can, that, can that would Eli, be how you kick the field uh, goal. Break don't it throw off. It. You well, know what I mean? Look, I mean, look, they, Eli, Eli, doesn't, saying, Eli doesn't have to throw it to Beckham. Right. Correct. Okay. No. Even the announcer was saying that it's Eli's fault there too. You just of don't throw it, it right up for a fire sale. I mean, for a free ball there. That they were saying that Barkley was definitely wide open, ten yards down the field. You know, and you guys were saying, "Well, what's what are we doing here?" You were talking about the defense running right up the middle, right up the middle. Well, they're snacks. Then you said. Uh, Jeff, you said you don't go away from what uh, from what you're doing till till they can stop it, and it seemed like our coach did. And, and then one other thing you said <laughs> there about on that uh, one play there, we didn't go man to man when the Eagles had third down, and so if we would have had Apple, they might have went different, and we might have had more blitzing. I mean, it see it starts there too. There's the question there with the tone being set at the top for management and then with, with, with the coaching. So, I mean, it, it is very hard to me. I, you know what I mean? When, like I said, teams in our division are trying to get players to make it there, and um, we're giving them away. And you can see the, the Cowboys, which is doing the best in our division now, which we could be doing, is doing it on running the ball, which uh, that play, uh uh, the caller before or two there, I didn't know you didn't bring up, you didn't talk Seattle. Well, their quarterback Tony. runs the ball. And also, I, I think a lot of these short passes to Barkley is just like another run. So I have nothing against that. But, I mean, the man of mate there, uh, it, the tone is set at the top, and it's and it, it's it's hard to play like that. Don't you agree? Well, I, one thing I – And thank to, you, Joe. Appreciate they, the call. To me, to me, what's happening with, you know, the fire sale, I don't know if it's a fire sale, but they're, the other teams are bringing in players. They're getting other players. The Giants are positioning themselves for draft picks. And, you know, that they tried to get more for snacks. They couldn't. At least they got something. Um, I, you know, I listen, I they believe that the future is with the young guys in there. Okay? And – 
I think that the Giants on the salary cap situation going forward, they have a lot of dead money in next year. There's a lot of things that go into this fire sale, if you will, when you start to look at it in the long term. Yeah, I don't think I would call it a fire sale either. I, th- I think that's a little bit of a strong way to put it, to Joe be totally did. honest with I you. Did. No, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, but I, it is a hard I, way I, to play when. And when I don't think that. Look, I understand the throwing the darts at the coach. I get it, but you know, we went through situations here where if you know Corey Coleman catches that pass or you get a penalty here or there, the results are a lot different. I'm gonna look at my notes. This were some of the notes that I saw that um, uh, that whoop, the coach Shermer had said after the game, and I wrote them down because I wanted to make sure that that I you know some of the things that he was saying was that. Um, missed chances in the red zone, okay? Um, More than the red zone today. Let me check that. They were one for three, okay? Um, One of the other things he says, you have to make um, the plays, you have to make the plays you call, meaning you you call a play, execute it, and make it, okay? Um, You have to to not get penalties, which actually really kills their drives, and Coach Coughlin always used to say the penalties will cost you games. They do. Um, Drives get knocked off, okay? And um, they're different. And third and long, second and longs. Um, and then on the third and 18 timeout, he said the play wasn't called correctly. That was his That was his comment. He said part of the play wasn't communicated to right. the team properly. Exactly. So, you know, those are some things when people jump to conclusions and things. That they, the bottom line is, that, yeah, you want to save your timeouts, but you don't want to give up on the play. There's, there's still times when if you look at last year's games, there were times when teams were converting third and 18s. So you can do that. You can convert it. Yeah, it was just, a third and 31, if you remember that Robert Woods play <laughs> last year. But third and 18 is so, <laughs> Captain Obvious here. Third and 18 is a lot, lot, lot shorter than third and 25 or whatever. I mean, Are you, you got a scientist. Hello. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little easier when it's third and 18, I guess, than it's uh, third and 23, would it be? Yeah, 23, exactly. And, guys, I know some people, you know, Pat Shermer's been here for 11 games. All right. Yeah, let's kind of get and and so has Dave Gettleman, and so the the whole the whole thing has let's let's kind of take a little take <laughs> pump the brakes a little bit if they will if you will and just kind of let's I know this is tough because you know what Giants fans are diehard yeah and we you know you got four trophies in that case right around the corner from me, where John and I are sitting right now there's a lot of pride in that and the fans have it. But sometimes you just have to, it's tough to take. It's a tough pill to swallow. We want to remind you that Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to an amazing Giants prizes throughout the year. Let's go to line four, Dave. James in Beacon, New York. He's up next. Hey, James. Hey, how you doing, dude? James, you want to tune in on the play calling. What do you got for us? Yeah, I just wanted to speak to, like, the second half play calling. And Coach Shermer explained that it was because of penalties and everything, and that's why they got off to a bad start. And he said that, you know, Barkley not being in the game was because they was giving them possessions off, but um, Goldman came in and had some positive plays. Yeah, very positive. Yeah. Seven yards. Correct. But my, my thing of that is is the talent of Saquon Barkley, him with a five- or seven-yard game, he can expose the defense after – getting that, that much progress, you know what I mean, inside the, the, the secondary of the defense. James, James, so I hear big, you, but a running a back big, a running big, back cannot play 100% of the snaps. I was just going to say, has they any, can't. Is, is any of the people Ezekiel Elliott in, doesn't do it, Todd Groey doesn't do it, Le'Veon Bell didn't do it. You can't running backs do it. cannot play 100% of the snaps. Especially the way he runs. I mean, sometimes he runs 50 yards to get six. 
So, <laughs> I mean, you, uh, come on, let's give the guy a little bit of like, like let's give him a break for a series. And 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 and, okay, and, and James, I, I James, and James, saying, and James, real but, quick, but James, they, real they quick. No, but James, real quick on that series, they had the first half. They gave him a couple of breaks, right? Well, not but this is out of out of the second half. You already had halftime. Yeah, but James, I mean, on that this, series, James, they had it. They had a first down in Corey Coleman's hands on first and fifteen. If he just catches the ball, true. it's a first that's down, true. which would have been two first downs on that series. Okay, because they made a first down on on Gallman's second run. That's true too. That's true. And I, I just want to speak to you know Odell Beckham's comments sure. after the game. Yes. You know when he when he when he when he said uh, you know the game planning. You know, it was through the coach. I mean, I, I think that was a legitimate answer. I don't think he was being selfish. I think it was just more so that he, he felt like the coach should have been more aggressive. You know, but they, they asked him as far as receivers. I think he meant, like, as far as running Saquon Barkley and getting the ball down the field to to. to well, to no, no, James, James, James. The, 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 no. the, the specific question, and I was there, I heard it, was why don't you think the team was more aggressive in challenging the Eagles' depleted secondary? So the question was specifically about throwing the ball. Yeah. And they did throw the ball. I mean, John... They threw it 39... Well, they dropped back to pass 39 times. They threw it 37 times. And Odell was targeted nine times. It's a good amount of targets. That's about the norm. It's between nine and 15, if you will. I mean, a game, that's about the number. And some of them were long passes. Eli threw for 297. They had seven pass plays of 20 yards or more. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, it, it was great in the first half, and that's why, well, yeah. I mean, I really don't, it was a tale of two halves, and um, I mean, the, the second half was just, just horrible. I think if we could have continued doing some of the same stuff that, you know, we, we basically would have been victorious in that game. I think what a lot of people were having a problem with, John, and everybody, is that the, and, because the first half was so good. And James, James thanks for the call, man. We yeah, appreciate it. You. Good stuff. The first half was so good. All of us are scratching our heads at how can the second half, how could this happen? So am I. That's, that's, that's why everybody's having a huge problem with this is that where, what happened? And we're trying to, we're trying to, to break it down to a point where we're trying to understand what's happened. And it is a little bit, it's right here. Um, and it's just the ebb and flow of a football game. It's just the way that you, when you're in a, somebody else's hometown and you're on the road, like when this thing's happened, you can't win games when you do this. Okay, and 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 really, when the defense plays the way it did in the second half, you can't win games either. They had the they had the lead going into the fourth quarter. They couldn't stop a fourth down play. Okay, they they just can't. It's just it happens, and this is how it is. And it's I think that's why everybody's scratching. John and I are scratching our heads because we have no hair to to pull out. But that's just why everybody's upset about this. Yeah, thing. and you know I think part of it too is. Their inability to convert on those third downs, in some cases because they were third and really, really long, got them off the field so quickly on the two possessions that Barkley was the primary running back. They were three and out on their first drive of the second half. They were three and out on their second on their third drive of the second half. And then uh, the one drive that Barkley wasn't in the game, Goldman got three touches and they were, you know, they ran five. They were in six plays and five plays and they were off the field. So... They just didn't have that many attempts in the second half, folks. They only had 19. Uh, if you take out the final three plays where they had 16 seconds to go 50 yards to try to kick a game-winning field goal, they had 19 offensive plays in the second half. 19. 19. Yeah, That's only not four, a lot of plays. Four and a half minutes of time of possession in just the third quarter. And then when you take the fourth quarter in there, what was it, John? 10-17. 10-17. There's 30 minutes of time of possession you can get. 
If you want to run 30, 30, 35 plays easy in a half. Well, listen, the offense, um, yeah, the offense collectively, I saw that the participation, the starters on offense ran 62 plays. So take 62 minus 19. That means they ran, well, 22 if you count the last three. They ran okay. 40 plays in the first half. Okay, so they were on pace for on pace for 80. That won't happen, but they're going to be in the high 60s. Yeah, or high 60s, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's uh, 19 plays. That's not a lot. Oh, actually, you know what? I can use that. I don't think I got that email back yet about the uh, personnel grouping. So let me double check it. I have not, but I can check. Mr. Fiegels. Yes. How many plays Mr. Scott Simonson played and how many plays Elijah Penny played? So Elijah Penny played 11 plays, okay? So that means the Giants had a fullback on the field 11 times. Scott Simonson played 18 plays, which means they had two tight ends on the field 18 times. I'm sure they had some 22 personnel. So figure, I would say... Ellison played a lot. Was he 46 Yeah, I'd say they probably had 27 possessions, give or take. 27 possessions. 27 plays give or take, out of their 62 total where they had either two tight ends or a fullback on the field. So that's about half. It's not bad. How many plays did Ellison play? Was and Fowler in? had 27 plays, by the way, and um, Coleman had a 13. So you figure they were probably in 11 personnel 30-something times. Anyway, what was your question, Jeff? I'm sorry. Uh, Ellison. Ellison was on the field for 55 of the 62. The only player that played more plays than him was Sterling Shepard. Gotcha. gotcha. By the way, it didn't help that uh, Odell Beckham Jr. wasn't on the field for that first drive of the half either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the old IV thing. It's the old David Deal syndrome. <laughs> Did Deal have that all the time? Oh, man. But but Deal made it out on the field. He would get him right away, and then, you know, they yeah. were pumping it through there. Um the one play, the the one play that they did do is when they took Sterling Shepard and Odell Beckham off the field and brought Fowler in with the two tight end set, thinking that it was going to be a running play, and then they dumped it down the field to Ellison. That was a pretty clever play. I don't know if you remember that play, but um, a little creativity by Coach Shermer and Mike Chula. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Back to the phones. Let's go to Scott, New Mexico. Scotty, do and Len, we'll get to you. Don't worry. Hi, guys. Hi, Scott. Hi. Uh, uh, I guess I'm the eternal opti- optimist. I'm still looking for improvements as the Giants portend for the rest of the season. But there was a comment made by Carl Banks that sort of disturbed me. I don't know if you heard it. It was in the post-game show. What's that? And he said that the defense, this is his words, is fundamentally fundamentally flawed. He's unhappy with 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 some of the technique he's seeing from some of the players in the back half of the defense. And I was, but is that an indictment of Betcher or the players themselves? Or is, because when someone says that, it usually infers that something's not correctable, and I think everything is correctable. Uh, no, but, I, I don't think that. I don't think he means that is not correctable. I'm not going to, you know, put words in Carl's mouth and, and say who he's talking about, but I know he's not happy okay. with some of the technique that he's seeing from people in the back half of the defense. Okay, and as they go to obviously play in Chicago uh, next week, what are the variables, uh, whether Trubisky plays or not, do you think that the Giants have to improve on in order to make it uh, certainly a a competitive game? And I'll take your answers off the air, guys. Thanks. Well, I'll I'll start on the defensive side, okay? Number one, um, you're going to have you need to get some takeaways, okay? And Trubisky, if he does play, or even Chase Daniel, whoever's back there, let's keep getting pressure on the football. 
And then offensively, you got to go back to being in that balanced offense. I think that that's, that's where the Giants, are, they, they do well. Don't let Khalil Mack become a pass Oh, sure. my goodness. So you might see the, the, whatever the personnel is where there's three tight ends. There's <laughs> just, just maybe two of them on Khalil Mack. Uh, Khalil Mack, but man, he is a yeah. I for, we forgot to mention about him coming into town. And by the way, the Bears are the Bears are coming to MetLife. Um, they're at home, not uh, not away. No question. Um, that's a bad matchup for the Giants' offense. The Bears' defense is Good. legit. Yeah, they are legit. They'll be probably one of the best, if not the best, defense that they 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 see all year. Yeah, I mean, the Jaguars are playing well when the Giants face them. Early in the year, they've kind of fallen apart since. The Cowboys' defense has been very good this year. Uh, but the Browns, the Bears, might have the best defense in football, or at least the top five defense in football. They've got um, good. They've got uh, Prince of Mucamara is there. They've got um, Jackson. Jackson and yeah. They have a mm-hmm. good secondary. They've got a front seven that can put pressure on the passer. So um, I think you got to get the running Roquan game going. Smith, the rookie, the first-round mm-hmm. pick. Oh, uh, you've got – Yeah, I mean, they, they've got good players. So I think – Good linebackers. Yeah, I mean they they have guys that can play the game. So the first uh, round I, pick, remember a few years ago that the, the, we wanted him, the Giants, the linebacker. Uh, oh, uh, Leonard Floyd. Leonard right? Floyd. Yes. I yep. don't like the Giants coming off the futile f- offense in the second half, now having to go and try to fix that against the defense like the Bears. That worries me a little bit. It does. All right, Lennon Maryland, you can wrap us up, big man. How are you? Hey guys. What's going on? Hi, Lynn. Gut punch loss. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No right question. Right in the gut. Oh, that my God. Hurt. Yeah, Jeff, you summed it up right at oh, the beginning. Man, oh, man. Jeez. I mean, you it know. just took everything away, you know, didn't not, it? It's not like we lost the Super Bowl. It's not devastating. But although Eli looked devastated in the postgame. Well, he knew. He was, he was really struggling. You know, but it's discouraging. And, Jeff, you talked about this uh, at the beginning of the show as well. We just can't make any progress in the division. Mm. Oh, and four. I mean, the division numbers in the last two years are just, I, I mean, you throw your hands up in the air. I, think it was, I, I mean, even when, even when the other team is under man, we can't, we can't make progress in this division. John knows this for years. I mean, I'm a division guy. I, you know, we're going to, you know, we play Jacksonville once every four years. If you, you want a chance, twice a year if you want a chance, you, if you, eight games yeah. to one. Len, if you want a I chance, mean, you, you got to go make three and three. In the division, Jeff. Yep. No, that's where. Listen, stay in your division. That's all you got to do is win in your division. You got a chance. Period. <sighs> like John said, three and three. Okay, yeah, that's good. I mean, if you have less than three wins in your division, forget about it. I know. I know. All right. Hey, a couple other things. You know, there's a reason why Corey Coleman is available in Week Eight. That's correct. <laughs> There's a reason. That's correct. We saw it. We saw it yesterday. <laughs> yep, you're right. He gets hit in the numbers and can't catch the ball. Well, keep him on kickoff I mean, returns. I you know, we keep talking that. about if Corey Coleman. I mean, I wasn't terribly surprised that. What are we going to him for in that situation? I mean, look, Len, 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 Len. You have to play a third receiver. Do you have that much more faith in Benny Fowler? Listen. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> the question. Benny Fowler caught the ball yesterday. Yeah, but Corey Coleman could have caught that okay. ball too. Listen, uh, Len, you, got, you okay. can't, you can't, right. you can't, you can't uh, fault him on, on what he's doing with the kickoff returns. We were returns. talking about like, you right? know, Corey dropped the ball like he's going to catch the next fifteen in a row. Well, yeah. no, that's fair. That's fair. What yeah. about yeah. his okay. kickoff okay. returns? You right. liking what he's right. doing? Let me, let me go on to one other thing. Are you listening, you know, Len? Hello, hello. The, the the Eagles made two plays on defense all day. 
You, you know, you don't have to make 60. You just got to make an impact play. The Eagles made two yesterday. They made Jenkins made them both. Okay, he made that play down. You know, we went for the two points. I I don't want to talk about whether we should have gone for two or not. I'm just saying. Now I don't know if he got lucky. There's a reason why Ellison was open in the end zone. I don't know if Jenkins just got lucky and thought we were going to throw <laughs> we were going to throw the ball to Elijah Penny in that situation. No. All right, brilliant for Jenkins if he thought that's what we were. If he smelled that play coming. I mean, come on, give me a break. He's supposed to be covering Ellison on that play. But he made a play. He made a play. And, and then he made the interception. Can you think of any impact plays we made on defense? Nothing. Nothing. No, they, they had three sacks. Well, yeah. <laughs> did, did it bother the Eagles in the second half when after Kai Davis made the, intercept, uh, made the sack? Hey, in, after Oak, in fairness, I mean, Len, the Eagles did punt twice in the second half. <laughs> they did. They punted twice. No, in the I know. Second I half. This is the, no, yeah. the, the play, the play that you would love them to would have made was that fourth down. I would have loved for them to get a stop on that fourth down. That would have been a, yeah, a yeah, big yeah. plan to get. I got you. Yeah. All right, let me let me let me say one other thing. Yeah. You know, we keep talking. It's not a triumph. It's the regular season. Preseason's over, guys. Training camp going. is over. You got Jeff. Tell me if I'm. Uh, I've always thought. Okay. Tell me if I'm wrong here, because you, you're you're the player, and I will defer to you on on this. And you've been in those locker rooms. I will try. So I will I will defer I will defer to you on this on this question. There's a. It seems to me there's a code. You play your best guys. You don't play the second stringer over the first stringer. No. Everybody looks around and says, "What are you doing?" I mean, this is a profession. If the guy's the best, you play him. Training camp, training camp starts over again on January second. But you can't, you can't put Tanny in a game. You can't even put Loletta in a game. Look who you're playing. Every one of the teams we play in the next five weeks are fighting for a division championship. Two of them in our own division. What are the Cowboys thinking if we start Jeff Tanny against the Redskins or, or Alex? Or Alec, whichever one. <laughs> I mean, you play your be- you play your like be- your best healthy players. I mean, you just you have that obligation. I mean, it runs it and it runs full circle. Listen, if you're going to play Jeff Tanny in a home game, which I'm going to, and paid big money to see, give me back half the money. Play it like pay. Let me pay like it's a preseason game. I, they better play their best players for the rest of the season. I don't care about tryouts. Yeah, I agree. And Thank I, you, Len. But I, appreciate and, Len, the call, and I don't think you'll see Jeff Tenney. We might see Alex Tenney come into a game maybe in the second half, but I don't think you'll see him in the first you half. You know what, though, Jeff? That's the season ticket holder perspective. No question. And you know what? Listen. And I get that, too. I get it. It's a lot of money to come to the stadium and watch these football games. And, you know, and it's not just the season ticket either. It's, it's all the other stuff that goes into it, the parking and everything. So you do have a say. And, um, you know, you want to. You know, Len's loading up on the cotton candy when he comes to the games. <laughs> but the code is, the code is. It's stuck you in his play beard. your best 11. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, make sure when you come to the stadium, they bring a coat this week. I think is it coat. Is it the coat? Coat drive this week, I believe. Yes, Dave gives us a thumbs up. Yes, yeah, coat so, drive this week. So yeah. bring your uh, new or gently yes. used clothing, that. I believe, is, is the term. Dave, no, no. See, now you're shrugging. See, now you're not helpful anymore. Thank you. Well, listen, <laughs> there's some people that could deserve them. More oh, than, absolutely. You know, so Come out, help some people out. Yeah. Temps are dropping. Should be in the 40s and 50s next couple of weeks, mostly 40s. So 
uh, come out and help somebody that uh, is not as well yeah. off as you are. Yep, yep. And uh, listen, this is all football. This isn't – things are a lot worse on other things, so we'll get over it, you know. But it's uh, – the culture and actually the code that Len is talking about is the fact that you do play the 11 best players, and that's how you, that's how all coaches will coach. You will play your best 11. But what you happens when the game, if it does get out of hand, and maybe you need to get some other people in there and get, get a – I mean, Geno Smith, for God's sakes, came in yesterday and played. Do you think they really want to evaluate Geno Smith? Mm. <laughs> Somebody needs to evaluate him. <laughs> we, I think we had a conversation very similar to that last year at this time, Jeff. So why don't we not bring up bad memories? I appreciate the time. Good yeah, job today. <laughs> I can't believe you just went there. Oh, that's no, funny. that's just, come on. Oh, everybody, that's hilarious. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll be back with more Big Blue Kickoff yes, tomorrow. Yes, we will. Giants.com. Same bat time, same bat station. Remind you that it is brought to you by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to an amazing Giants prizes throughout the season. For Jeff Fiegels, I'm John Schmelk. Thanks so much for being part of the show. We can't Bye, do it without everybody. you. By the way, driving around this weekend, folks, I listen to a lot of sports talk radio. We have good callers. You guys make good points. You're smart. You know what you're talking about. We and enjoy them. It's an ugly world out there, and you guys make this show fun to do. So we appreciate that. We'll see you next time, everybody. Have a good one.